Maybe. But like, who would, who would top and who would bottom? It was better for me to be known as the man whore who sleeps around than the gay dude. Than wow. the faggot. We're on the beach, we're watching the sunset, then we smash, bro. You ready for this video? Um, I don't know if this is a romantic moment or a moment where you can beat me up. <laughs> I really don't know. What is up, my friends, and welcome to It's Me Uncensored, where I'm gonna give you my uncensored truth from my balls and from Travis Bryant's balls straight into your faces. Travis Bryant is uh, one of the first guests on this channel. For people who don't know you, Travis, do you want to introduce yourself to my to my audience here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? My name is Travis Bryant. I'm a YouTuber, Aquarius, but I don't believe in a Double Aquarius. We're, we're both <laughs> hey, Aquariuses. Same birthday. <laughs> Yeah. Mara and I have been really good friends for the past couple of years. We have a relationship that transcends a bronogamous bro relationship. We're bronogamous. We're, we're the only bros for each other. Exactly. Yeah, we're very close. And uh, I see you. You, you kind of you, you look good today. Thank you. <laughs> Something's different about you. Thank I like you. the eyeliner. You know, you look like you just like escaped like a you jumped off the bandwagon. You know, you were like fuck Green Day. I'm starting my solo career. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's how you started. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, I just separated from the band. Yeah. I was just right for my journey this time. No shade no. to the guy. But if you want to check out my new album, you can. Check out below. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely transparent today. Has not been a good day, you know. Like I just made a YouTube video talking about YouTube censorship. It's been crazy. It's crazy. Like my YouTube video was just taken down by YouTube for like I don't understand why, you know. But I'm just gonna roll with it, and I was just a little bit frustrated, you know. Yeah. How do you feel right now in Los Angeles? You're like I feel great. <laughs> I feel exhausted. It is like something's I happening, feel exhausted. especially in the last week with this. I don't know when you're watching this video, but right now the election's happening, you know. Um, and it's just there's so much like stress, you can feel it. You know, this yes. city is so fucking loud. I live on Hollywood Boulevard, and dude, there's always like a siren, a police car honking. And should yeah. we tell the story like last week what happened? Yes. So, guys, last week, you know, Travis and I, we just filmed the video, you know, we're very chill, you know, had our little bro night, you know, we walked back to a grocery store to get some kombucha. We just wanted to sit down at like 9 p.m., find like a quiet spot. Yeah. The most quiet place we could find was this parking lot, you know, in like yes. the mall, you know. So we sit down in the parking lot on Sunset in La Brea. And uh, what happened then, Travis? So we were just sitting there having a nice heart-to-heart -heart conversation, and then suddenly this... <laughs> Truck pulls up right next to us, and then like 15 cop cars pull in all at once. They jump out of the car, hold this guy at gunpoint. Backflips, bro, you know, like and right Mario and I are just sitting there with our drinks like... I was like, we wanted that one spot in Los Angeles. That's a little bit quiet and peaceful. Yes. And we sit down in that fucking spot, and that's when all police cars came. Yeah. Then we leave. I walk back home to my apartment, and on the way there, I walk through a fucking crime scene. There was blood on the floor. And somebody got shot. Yes. Three blocks from my house. I'm like, yes. Great. I love my neighborhood. As it turns out, the guy that got arrested right next to us was, I think, the person that shot the person on the yeah. line, right? Yeah, I guess so. So we yeah. were right next to a murderer. <clears throat> it's just gotten really wild. There, it's arguably because of something that I did do my research on. I'm pretty sure this happened, but I never know anymore with the news sources yeah. because they're never consistent. But with Corona, prisoners being released. So yeah, like ten thousand prisoners or something. Yeah, you know? something a crazy number like, of prisoners. The homelessness were is insane right now, and it's yeah. an issue. And it's not not an issue for me necessarily, who's like walking around not feeling one hundred percent comfortable. But also for the people who are home, it's insane right now, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's it's crazy because you know before I came to Los Angeles, I thought of Hollywood as this like magical place, you know, where yeah. all the the Hollywood stars live and stuff. And then I get there. And it's so fucking dirty. It smells like piss all the time where I live. Yeah. And for the first time in, in a long time, I'm actually. I was like, "Fuck this place!" Like, 
You know, I came to Hollywood to, to do stand-up comedy to all these things and now it's like so loud. I went to Joshua Tree last weekend um, for my ex-girlfriend's birthday. It was so quiet there and my, my soul was just like, you don't realize how loud it is Yeah. until it's not anymore, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like chronic back pain. So what are we gonna do about that, Travis? Well, I'd say travel, but that's still off yeah. the table for right now. I don't know, I honestly have thought about maybe moving <clears throat> away just for a short period of time. We were yeah. possibly going to get a place in Palm Springs. Yeah. It's about two hours away from Los Angeles because it's so quiet and peaceful there. Yeah. And I think this year has taken a toll on everyone. I think it's taken a toll on everyone in the yeah. world in some way, shape, or form. But I think it's time for some sort of recharge yeah. or reset. Yeah. And I think that we could potentially get that by getting away from the toxicity that is Los Angeles. Totally, yeah. To someplace a little more quiet and removed from the insanity that we see yeah. every single day. Yeah. Any place you would go on and go right now with me when you can beam yourself. If I could go, go anywhere, anywhere in the world, right now. I would go to the Philippines. You would? Yes. That's the right answer. I want hundred points. I have this points. image in my mind, and maybe we can check in on this, maybe at some later point in time, of us being in a rice field. Oh wow. With like the hats. Yeah, yeah. And like doing that together and then taking a cute photo together doing that. Wow, so not actually working, but taking a cute no, photo. No, thank you for <laughs> giving back the hoe or yeah. whatever to the person. Thank <laughs> you, you so much. Thank you. And then you're back in the gondola and riding yeah. dev gondolas. <laughs> yeah, it is time for some reinvention. That's why I'm gonna go into the first segment of this video, which is called oh. Ask Mario. Okay. And the first question is, um, uh, are you guys dating now? Pretty much. Yeah, let, let me ask you a question, Travis Bryant. Tell me. If you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would you put on the billboard? If I can <clears> have <throat> any billboard, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is advertising my short films. Oh yeah, for real? Yeah, I think oh, that yeah. if I were ever having a billboard, it would be to advertise my short films or maybe a full-length feature at some point in time. And we talked about it. Honestly, how cool would it be? And we, we legitimately thought about this because also of taxes and stuff, because we're paying a lot of tax here in California and stuff. If we got a billboard in West Hollywood of us, just like me laying there or something, you know, like yeah. with an app, with, and you're there like with a little drape down your thing, you have like little, and you're feeding me grapes or something. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Just cause, but then also if we kind of like linked our, our OnlyFans there so people can subscribe and like join our family. I think nobody's ever done that before. I think that would be a big publicity. I think it would be great. Yeah. yeah. So any billboard makers out there, Text me, bro. I think it's be so cool, man. My mom be so proud of me, you know. I'd be like, yeah. Mom, I'm I'm on a billboard finally. And she thought I would land like the Calvin Klein campaign or something, and then yeah. I'm there. Well, w with grapes, if you feeding me grapes, yeah. yeah. Um, Trump or Biden? <clears throat> no, let's no, let's let's, let's not. not no, yeah, let's not talk. Don't even open because either way, there, people are so heated. There's no opportunity for dialogue anymore. So yeah, we voted. Yeah. I voted. I didn't vote. He didn't vote. I'm German. Show me your dick. Um, I'm never gonna ask Instagram again for questions. It's like, yeah. what's the hottest thing about Travis? What What do you think is the most attractive thing about yourself, Travis? It's probably knowing who I am. I have like a wow. self-assertion. Now he's going much deeper than I thought you would. Yeah, you're... because of course I can go for like a physical aesthetic thing, but that sounds yeah. just like so empty. I It took me a long time to really be comfortable completely with who I am, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says about that. And that confidence is something that I found attractive in other people before I had it myself. Mm -hmm. And now I do and say whatever I want to say and I don't apologize for that. And that is something I think is an attractive quality. So, okay. what do you think about that? Well, I think, I think that's pretty lame, bro. It sounds pretty gay what you just said, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's beautiful. I thought more about like physical traits. Okay. 
What but, do you um, think's the most physically attractive about me? Because we know that that's what they want to know anyway. I think that's what they want to know. Um, I think it's it's your bone structure, bro. Bone structure. Yeah, your bone structure, bro. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You've got that like masculine like. You almost look like in wife Peter stuff. I imagine you being like a like a slightly racist like truck driver who's gonna like. But like you've got that like you know like yeah. masculinity inside of you. It's great. Okay. So and I'm also you switch so quickly from like masculine to feminine. It's, yeah. It's very yeah. fantastic. Like it's very, hey girl. It's very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Throw the thing in the purse. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is the most attractive thing about me, bro? Hmm. God, where do I start? <laughs> sorry, I have some white, some matcha in my teeth. I'm You're sorry, it's a little green. You're just an overall really attractive guy. I think the thing that I think is most attractive about you, if we're just talking about physicalities, yeah. is your height. My height? Yes, because I was just talking about this with my assistant what? before. I was, Mar I'm was, bouncing <laughs> my pecs right now. I know, the pecs are such an obvious answer, about, like yeah. they're such nice pecs, but it's hard to find someone taller than me and you are taller than me and you're even bigger. Yeah. And like, I think that's, that's super attractive because okay. usually I'm the taller, bigger person in my dynamics and you have that large frame that I'm like, ooh, yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah, and like I said, I like beating you up, man. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't want to be submissive. You no, know, no, how my no. attraction level is usually based off of a rivalry of two masculine energies, you know? <laughs> I like to fight for the <laughs> submission and the dominance. Okay. You know, and see like you know, who's going to end up on top. You master, I'm sorry. <laughs> you master. That's my boy. No, I feel, I feel you. No, what I found in a partner I feel most attractive is if I can crush them. I yeah. like that. That's that's amazing. Like, no, swear to God. Therapist is also, be in also. Business for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, also with women though. I love, like, I love the feeling. Okay, why I love fragile people, both men and women, probably is like, because I like that they make me feel like they need me to protect them. Mm -hmm. I also historically have dated girls that were a little bit like, that had like also some baggage sometimes emotionally. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's not like I'm going for that. I'm not like, uh, you know, Tinder profile. Oh, I have daddy issues. But like, I always love when there's like, I don't know, there's something about it, man, where I, where I feel like good in my role of being a little bit of a protector, you know? Yeah. And also knowing that I could fuck you up if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. What's weird though with that, because I guess I could fit in that in some respects. Mm -hmm. I come from a more of a troubled background. I yeah. go through a lot more emotionally, so maybe yeah. I fit that mo. But okay, whenever I <clears throat> start, the, whenever I uh, become that dominant southern person that you oh, seem fuck, to love, my god, it's no. so dominant, so masculine. You're so okay. Here's the thing: we it, switch it, our so in our relationship. We talk about this, right? We switch our power dynamics too, man. Yeah. When you do that. I become this like shy German dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you don't, man, then you just then I dominate. can become that dominant. Yeah. Wait, what about you know? that though? Makes you feel like shy or what about know. it? I don't know. Do you like it? Yeah. Maybe it's like that Brokeback Mountain vibe. You know? Yeah. I don't know. You have this Southern accent, and maybe that's something. It's just because I think it's also kind of. Tr I always. I mean, listen. You listening? Like I that. I love Matthew McConaughey for. I think he's very attractive too. I've always kind of. I've always kind of. I'm. I have a thing for American things, man. You know yeah, what I mean? very much. We go that, to diners. Diners, oh my god. In-N-Out Burgers. I don't know, I don't care about Shake Shack or any burger place, but I eat very healthy also. But a diner, man, when I go in there and there's like, you know, the 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 seat, the booth. Yes. The, the red booth that I saw in movies all the time from yes. when I was in Germany. And then I'm there and it's America, bro. Yeah. It's America, bro. And the menu is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, on the menu, advertising something and it's like, eggs at 10 p.m. 
That's so cool, bro. In yeah. Germany, we never have eggs at 10 p.m. It's impossible. Yeah. So I love that. Diners yeah. are great. Yeah. I love how you love America. Oh my god, so I love America much. so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't like a lot of parts of America. Fair. Can you ever imagine yourself living not in America? I did. <clears throat> I used to live in Europe. I lived in a few different countries. Well, while how did that go? <laughs> I liked it for certain parts, but it also made me appreciate home that much more. Totally, yeah. Because the truth is, we are spoiled beyond belief in America. Everything is built around convenience. Totally. And when I lived in Europe, I just felt like not everything was super More specific. So you were modeling, and yes. that's how you first went to Europe. Yeah. So okay. I lived in Milan, Paris, Athens, and London. Wow. And for a couple of years, okay. between all those places. London was my favorite, for yeah. sure. Athens, I didn't like Athens very much. Okay. Milan, I didn't like Milan. I hate it, I don't like Milan at yeah. all. Something about it, when I was doing Fashion Week in Milan, I just remember um, some of my loneliest days were in Milan. I have this yeah. one song I always, you know my favorite song? You know the, I go so low, oh I go so low, I'll make it my way, oh I'll make it my way. And I was just imagining like I was walking on Milan, being so stressed, not really having any genuine friends because it's a very cutthroat, you know, everybody's trying to like book the Armani show, you know, and right. then you're there, you're waiting in line for two hours, you get rejected, yeah. rejected, rejected. Then there's pressure, you're hungry, but you can't eat pizza because that's going to make you fat. Yeah. And then my agency's calling me, oh, your face looks bloated, you yes. got to be skinnier. And I'm like, fuck everything. Yeah. And I don't have any friends. <laughs> and now my life is so different, you know, because I, I have a friend. Me too. You know? <laughs> yeah, since Zeus and I got very close, it's just crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding, bro. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So modeling, how long did you last in the modeling? Because you were, okay, you were actually killing it with modeling. I mean, look at, look at, look at this guy here. Do you actually want to tell people why you're wearing makeup? Because I feel like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I feel I'm like I'm so sorry to even add, you know, yeah. it's 2020. It's 2020, you know. exactly. I'm sorry, bro. Sorry, you know, bro. Some yeah. days you want yeah. to. Some days you want to wear stripes. <clears throat> some days you want to wear a flannel. Some I mean, last time I saw Travis, he was like wearing, um, you know, fishnets and, and, and high heels. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and I rock those heels. And, and, and then the next day he's a lumberjack. So he definitely, exactly. you're a chameleon. I love the spectrum of all yeah. femininity and masculinity. I think I was raised to think that masculinity was somehow superior to that, especially mm. being a man, that you had to fit within this box. And then when you finally break free of that, yeah, I think honestly, you know what I'm gonna say, the time that finally broke that for me was when we did drag. Oh Mario yeah, and I That's did amazing, drag yeah. for a YouTube video together <clears throat> and I just became that character. Oh my God. And it felt so, so cool. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. we went out in public and it's just amazing how differently people treat you when you're yeah. a feminine character versus when you're a masculine character. 100%, 100%. When I go out to West Hollywood as my normal self, I don't get any, any attention. No one comes up and talks to me or anything what? like that. What? Yeah. Did I tell you that story about the Abbey when I went with my ex-girlfriend? Well, that's actually a funny story. I went into the, I walked into a club in West Hollywood, called, I think Mickey's or whatever it is. I was with my girlfriend, you know, we're dancing. I was clearly with my girlfriend, you know what I mean? And um, I'm just walking in there, you know, and then, um, you know, it's like a very tight room, you know, and then yeah. all of a sudden I'm just like, I'm, I'm just dancing and stuff. And then all of a sudden I see, I feel her hand on my butt, you know, yeah. and then the, the hand, go, I, mean, I go into it, you know, I like kind of move my butt into her, you know what yeah. I mean? Then her hand goes down my pants and grabs my dick and stuff. And then I look up and she's looking at me from the other side of the room. And then I turn around and this was like, it's just like, like super nice looking Filipino guy who's like smiling at me. And like, and I was like, dude, I can't blame you for it. Cause I, re I mean, he touched my butt and then I, he saw how much I was getting into it. But, um, that's like what happened with, when I go <coughs> to West Hollywood, it's very, um, I mean, it's a wild place, Travis Bryant. It's a wild place. Yeah. 
It's a wild place, yeah. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you ever have any things when you were growing up, like? Did you feel like more feminine or something? Was that like a thing that like... Yeah, that's a great, that's a good question right there because I actually was, I was gay from my earliest memories and I was very, very feminine. Mm. I was a really feminine kid and I got teased. That's weird because for me, like I, I mean, all the gay, like there's so many different types of gay men I've met over the years. Yeah. But you strike me as a very, like, you don't strike me as a flamboyant, unless you play into it because a lot of times you like, Playing into yeah, exactly. that, you know, as a character. joke, as a joke, you yeah. play a character. Basically. I say that this is probably the most <clears throat> unfiltered me yeah. that there is. Like, this yeah. is how we normally talk when I'm yeah. not being a character. That's like, yeah. best, well, get the even, even if we normally talk, there's always like the sense of like, you know what I mean? There's always like the sense of like playfulness. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because so, I'm always yeah. being a, like totally. a goof. Yeah. I'm a goofy person. Yeah. So yeah. the feminine energy comes out from the goofiness. But and if I'm having a serious conversation. I love the goofiness. The, the ability to make fun of yourself and be, be yeah. not taking life so seriously is one of the most important character traits of like, uh, yeah. especially in a relationship, friendships also, but like, you know, you know, Christine, you know, it's like, yeah, so goofy. Yeah. I, I really like, um, I like goofiness, bro. Yeah. It's nice. Don't take yeah. yourself so seriously because there's nothing more boring. And the like a problem with masculinity is like stripping away personality. So you just have to be this stoic person that maybe is yeah, sexy from afar, but it's so boring. It's so <clears throat> and dull. also I think vulnerability. And I've talked about this a lot about like toxic masculinity and the ability as a man to also be vulnerable. I think that's fucking sexy, bro. Yeah. You know? And so when you were more feminine as a kid, were you like, were people like bullying you for that? Because you grew up where? In I grew up in Colorado. Colorado. In Colorado, I didn't really deal with a lot of bullying. Okay. Maybe just like normal kid bullying. But yeah. then I moved to, it was weird. Because I, I grew up in a primarily Hispanic neighborhood. Uh, I was never, I was like the white kid of my group. Or like that part of town that I lived in. Yeah. So I was always subject to diversity. So whenever the issue of diversity ever pops up, it's not something that I can't even relate to like why is that even a question of course yeah. there should be diversity because then I moved to California this small town that was primarily white people okay <laughs> and I've never been more bullied and felt more outcast wow. than in that environment and that's where I was severely bullied because I was really feminine and I didn't even know for the femininity yeah, yeah okay, I, was okay. I was called a faggot I was called every bad name in the book I was threatened yeah. to be beat up so I always had to go different paths in school to avoid wow. being attacked so it was just really... So that's how you dealt with it? You were avoiding it, right? I avoided it, yeah. I mean, then I started getting really hardened. I started mm -hmm. like being just as bitchy, I guess, to them as they were to me, just to protect myself. Yeah. But that wasn't who I authentically was. I mean, if you know me, <clears throat> I'm not built for like being mean. Yeah. And I come no. from a really kind place, so it really didn't feel like I was honoring myself. Yeah. But then I was kicked out when I was 15, and I moved back to Colorado with my grandparents. Yeah. And when I did that, I knew that I had an opportunity to reinvent myself. And this story, it's not like, it's, I don't know, it's not, basically I reinvented myself and I yeah. decided to become who I thought I needed to be so that I wasn't bullied anymore. So I wiped out the femininity. Wow. And I became that masculine person that I knew that I could be to not be bullied. And I started hooking up with girls so that... That is fascinating. Yeah. So you think your need to hook up with girls came, it didn't come from a natural place no. of the impulse of wanting to, it was more like... Interesting. Yeah, and I the, mean, yeah. The way that I was able to even do that too is because I cared for the girls that I'd hooked up with. So to make yeah. them feel good, that's how I could convince myself to do it, even though it wasn't what I authentically wanted. And wow. because of that, I made lots of friends. I got really popular. I ended up being the prom king. Yeah. And it's kind of sad actually that it's because I created a brand new image 
of myself. Interesting. So you were hooking up with girls actually full on. Yeah. For basically more for the image of it. Yeah, because then I was known as the man whore. Interesting. I was known as the man whore. That is so and fascinating. It was, more, it was better for me to be known as the man whore who sleeps around than the gay dude. Than wow. The fat dude. What a world we live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's changing now. I think honestly nowadays we're, <laughs> we made this joke before and maybe this joke in like, maybe in five years it won't get me canceled anymore. Now it probably will. Um, you know, when, when we said like um, nowadays when I went to New York and stuff, I not being fluid, not being gay. I was almost like an outsider, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like now if, you, if you're in the area we live in, especially in the fashion industry, entertainment industry, people are like, um, wait, dude, you're not bisexual? Like, yeah. you're, not a, you're not fluid? What the fuck's like, wrong, wrong with you? You're fucking weirdo, you get know? Get the fuck out of here, you yeah. know what I mean? It's truly, it's truly that. But you know what's so interesting? I can relate to what you said on a very different level. Because when I was 15, I was living in Peru in South America. Yeah. And there's a lot of like machismo going on. You gotta be like, you know, um, they always call you maricón. Because they um, called me also because I'm, I mean, I'm a very feminine guy, you know what I mean? I always, I, I mean, not very, but like still for Peru and back then I was I like you. skinny. Yeah. Like I wasn't, now I'm like somewhat like strong and, and masculine appearance. Back then I wasn't, I wasn't as confident yeah. and I had like these little feminine traits or whatever. Um, so people were always making fun of me and call me Marika and stuff. And I was like in Peru and Peru changed me, man. I was a timid German dude. Then I went to Peru and I started like hooking up with girls. There was like all these quinceañeras, you know, the yeah. quince, like super sweet 16 kind of, you know, crazy parties. So I was literally hooking up with a girl every single weekend, not hooking up, like kissing. I was 15, right? Yeah. And before I left Peru, I was like, my God, Mari, I haven't lost my virginity yet. And in Germany, all my friends, in Germany, you lose your virginity much later. Like usually when you're like, I think the average in Germany is like 18 years old or something okay. for women, eight, 18, uh, 19, something like that. So I was like, dude, if I actually sleep with a Latina here, I'm going to be the king when I come back, go, to, go back to Germany. So um, I also ended up like trying to make that happen so bad. So the last night before I was supposed to fly home to Germany, um, I stole some Pisco, which is a liquor. I had some shots of whiskey just to be more loose. I went to a strip club where I previously had been to. And uh, <clears throat> I talked to this girl. Her name is Raquel. It's not a real name, definitely not, whatever. Um, and I asked her if she wants to sleep with me. And it took me so much courage and stuff. And I basically talked her into sleeping with me. I just had to get a hotel room for us. And I lost my virginity to prostitute when I was 15 years old. This is my favorite and story. I, and I, I didn't, and I didn't pay for it. And I felt, I felt, I felt good about it. But I was also like, again, just like you slept with a girl because you were, I mean, mind you, I was definitely attracted to girls, you know, I was, um, but I slept with that girl, not because I wanted to necessarily sleep with her, yeah. not because I ca you care for that girl at least, you know, yeah. I didn't give a shit about her. Sorry, Raquel. Um, si estas mirando este video, lo siento muchísimo, mm. pero... Ah, no tenía muchos sentimientos, no. no. Solamente quería perder mi virgen tu... Or whatever it's called, dude, sí, you know what I mean? Sí. Yeah, sí, La sí. cosa. La cosa, yeah. La cosa de sexo. De sexo, para sí. Para primera vez. La primera vez. Es muy importante para... Para los chiquitos. No eres muy importante. No eres muy... No, no eres muy importante. Trapsimo a tu padre, pero no a nosotros. No. Nosotros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't give a shit about you. We don't give a shit about Maybe you, bro. Oh my God, yes. Wow, that's interesting though. It's, isn't it crazy how much we do for like, um, for like an image or attention or yeah, like, you know. Yeah, of course. That's why I got exhausted of that. And that's why I like myself so much more now because I finally stopped caring <clears throat> so much. How did you do that? Because we talked about this. I got to be completely honest. I seek in my life, I need a lot of validation. Yeah. 
And uh, it comes from whichever, like a lot of times it comes from our childhood, you know, we have yeah. certain, we just need to feel, I think it's a basic need, every single person needs to be validated. I think people who do YouTube more so than other people. Yeah. I realize with you though, that your motivation to do YouTube or any sort of social media thing does not come necessarily from a standpoint of like being valid. I think you're in a place, also maybe because you're older. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, um, of just like being more comfortable with that. But I can see that shift in me too. Yeah. I, I, I start caring less about it too. Oh yeah. yeah, it's just a natural progression. I think YouTube is a very hard job <laughs> for your ego. Yeah. You get beat down so quite now, a bit. So now, no, the question I'm asking is, are you still hooking up with girls to be validated for it? No, no. But if I ever were to, like for example, we went to that photo shoot with that beautiful girl that I still can't stop thinking about. Crazy, right? And like such a great connection there, and Dane was there as well. Like, what's happening? Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just whatever. If I felt attracted to a girl, I would. And again, I don't need to answer to anyone about that. It's because I want to. That's right, bro. That's right, bro. And that feels good to really say that and mean it because yeah. I had said it before when I was younger, but I still had to grow some. I still mm. had to go through a lot. Yeah. And I think it's just all the stuff that I've been through in my life and all the things I've persevered and also the life that I've built for myself now, yeah. I don't need anybody else. So if you're in my life, it's because I choose you to mm, be in my life. Cool, and there's a cool. very big difference. And I didn't start YouTube because I wanted validation. I started YouTube because I wanted a platform to share my more creative work mm. and not have to ask permission for that. So mm -hmm. I got that. And YouTube helped with that. And then YouTube, you know, you get the haters that kind of harden you yeah. to thicken your skin. Because now it doesn't matter what they say. Yeah. The only time hate ever bothers me is when I can agree with what they're saying. So that's still more of an issue for uh, me. Ah, interesting. With. Or you, or, and and hate bothers you when it comes towards me, bro. Yes, because like, I know you. I love how fucking protective you are over yeah. me, and I love it. You know. Yeah. Like on YouTube, a lot of people have accused me of like being this very sexually confusing guy who won't say that he's gay and all this stuff but it's you know and, and we talk and I love it whenever that comes up you're like stepping in you get more upset about those comments than I yes, do actually. I do I do yeah. but you know what I yes you have been confusing historically speaking I'm not saying totally. that it's been perfect it's confusing and hard for people to accept and understand yeah. while you were trying to figure it out yourself though oh, it wasn't a conscious amount it wasn't no. a conscious manipulation it was him trying to figure it out and you've landed in a safe space I think of the comfort of not knowing you you just kind of go with totally. the flow of it. hundred percent. I was like, why do I have to every day self-assess myself and like figure out, like, fuck that shit, man. Yeah. Fuck that shit, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But with, like I said in your most recent video, mm -hmm. it's, it pisses me off when Mario gets so much flack for that while trying to figure it out himself because just because you're confused about something or maybe he's being confusing, yeah. it doesn't entitle you to judging him or being cruel to him yeah. in the way that others were cruel to us trying to accept our identity and sexuality. Yeah. Just because you're confused. Don't be cruel to me. And also anybody. Don't, just don't be, don't cruel. be cruel. Don't be cruel. Person. If you're not yeah. sure about something, it makes you nervous or scared <clears throat> or confused. What a great opportunity for you to learn more about that thing. So maybe you aren't so confused and you can understand it and yeah. even find an appreciation of that. Mm. So that's the big takeaway from that. So I will always advocate for you and stand up for you because I know your heart. I'm like, I've been closer with you than anybody in the last several years. Yeah. And Same bro. Same yeah. bro. I mean, I've never had a friend like you for sure. Yeah. Never. Did you have like, was it always like, did you have close people in your life when you were like, when you were modeling, for example, traveling, did you have some friendships along the way? I, I think I've never asked you that question. Yeah, I know. We haven't really talked about that. I did. I've always had like the couple of really important people in my life around mm. those times. Um, but also with traveling, it's hard to maintain relationships. That's why I, I mean, for me, it was like, while I was modeling and traveling, the reason why I didn't have a lot of friendships and stuff was also because I knew that I was fucking moving on all the time, exactly. you know? So I was like... 
um, subconsciously distancing myself from every anybody who could get close to me, you know. Yeah. Um, and also gets back to one thing um, that's just for me it's difficult, which is which is conflicts. Yeah. And I just love making people happy. Yeah. I love making people smile. So when I travel and all the people I meet are are acquaintances, you know, it's people I share some memories with, I go on trips with, I make smile with my attitude, with my energy, you know, that makes me happy. But I won't let them as cl to the point where it, there can also be a conflict that potentially, because oh, then yeah. I take that very hard on myself, because I I have this need to make everybody happy, and when there is some sort of conflict, I start like really hating myself. So that's why I um, I'm afraid of conflict, man. That's a yeah. big part of also my journey and what I want I want to learn. And what are you doing now? How to deal with to conflicts? To get through that. I mean. Honestly, open communication, which is what we have, you know, when there's something coming up, some sort of conflict, just like openly addressing and then talking through it. Um, I still have a lot of work to do. But I feel like this year, honestly, dude, I, I look, because people are, this year has been hard for so many people, you know, and if you follow our channels, you know that we've both been, been struggling like everybody else, you know. But even looking back at this year, I gotta say 2020 has been the best year of my life. Mm. Because I didn't grow necessarily on, like 2019 was the craziest year for like career. My growth on YouTube, uh, um, financially like modeling, acting, I did, I did a lot of things in 2019 that furthered my career. 2020 was the year where I had the biggest evolution on a personal level, you know, yeah. with having been like with being in a relationship with um, getting closer to you and, and, you know, having less distractions, less traveling, actually being in one place. Yeah. Totally, total game changer for me. Totally yeah. game changer. How was 2020 for you? It was more, more difficult or do you, 2020, do you look back? I feel like my whole life has been both extremes of mm. really great and really not great. Yeah. Because when I think about it, I had a four month bout of depression that I was yeah. dealing with. I got through that with your help. It did bring us closer. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, starting OnlyFans, being able to create short films, yeah. that was something I'd been craving and wanting oh, to I do for tell. years. I can tell, yeah. It brings me so much joy. Yeah. And I also get to make a living of that, which yeah. is the dream that I came to Los Angeles with 11 years ago. Mm, so great, yeah. it's again, both things. And there's been lots of health complications that have come mm, up, but then yeah. also there's been lots of opportunities for growth. We've gotten closer. So it's both. I say that in terms of optimism and pessimism, that scale, you're an optimist for sure. hundred oh, percent. I think I'm right in the middle. Yeah. I think I'm a realist. I look at both sides of a situation okay. and go into it with an open enough mind, but also prepared for shit to fall apart as well, because then that keeps me, keeps my hope in check. Yeah, I totally. Because I've learned that hope can also be a dangerous thing if you get too attached to it. Yeah. So I like to kind of assess things out and see how they're going to yeah. unfold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nice. But you're an optimist. For I'm sure. an internal optimist, man. Sure. You know, that's why that's like, a great place to that's be. That's how though. I like looking at life, bro. I used to feel really badly knowing you and knowing a couple of other people in my life that have the eternal optimism, mm -hmm. because I think you're just conditioned in society to feel like you should be an optimist. You should always look at the positive side of things. <sighs> I mean, it makes your life happier. Of course, it for makes sure. your life your quality. Sure, yeah. And I do life coaching as well, where like we ideally yeah. get people to a more positive mindset. But I think that it made me feel inadequate in some ways because I was not that person. I do I look at what what's mean. going to fall apart in a situation because I like to be aware of that. Yeah. But I've learned that the way I think is totally fine and that both have their positives and disadvantages as well yeah. because yeah. being an eternal optimist always being like everything's fine everything's going to work out sometimes you're not aware of pitfalls or big mistakes or missteps that can happen yeah. that could cause some really big consequences but you kind of keep your head in the clouds if you're always positive totally totally yeah. and it can be destructive yeah you know yeah
You got what you pulling out on me? I, I'm pulling out, you pulling out a deck. So I want to do another sec. Like I wanted, like you know, my podcast now. I love this like format because like I want to just have conversations with people and then also like have like more videographer, make it more professional and stuff. Okay. Um. So I want to have like little segments, you know, okay. where I can just talk to people about anything. So this segment's gonna be called <coughs> Pull a Card with Mario. Sounds very similar. Yeah. <laughs> Which one should we do? There's a let's chat for couples. Okay. Or there's a so a collection of deeper questions. Couples? Yeah. Couples? We're very coupling. We're very, very coupley. Very interesting type of couple. If somebody asked you, do you tell people like, okay, if you had to define your relation, your Facebook status, relationship status, what would it be? Companions. Companions, right? Yeah. Life companions. Life companions. Life companions. They should make a thing like, hey, dude, that's, that's our goal mm. in life, you know? We gotta... We gotta make bro a bromance. We gotta bring it to the level of attention. Yeah. Where Facebook is gonna have a relationship status um, for life yeah. companions. Yeah. Okay, bro. Pull. This is way too many cards. If money was no object, where would you live? Man, it's hard right now with COVID and everything. But I, I would, I would say Manhattan. That's what I was gonna say. But Manhattan. But no, 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 no. Do you get it? I, I don't want to live on the Upper West Side or something. I don't want to live like. Like in a in a little like cute place in Soho. I want a fucking penthouse, bro. I want a yes. penthouse in NoHo, Astor Place. Like fucking oh gotcha. Eighty fourth floor, bro. Eighty fourth. I love that. That's great. Yeah, I love New York so fucking. Much. Yeah. I miss New York, so bro. I know. I miss New York so much. I miss it so yeah, much. Yeah, New York would be great if if money was not an issue. Perfect place to live. Right. Definitely a place you need to get time away from, but yeah, it's but amazing. That's what I mean. If you have an apartment though, over the clouds, so you have the creation of the city, but whenever you want, you can go over the clouds, man, penthouse suite. Yeah. You have like quiet place. You can recharge, but then you can go achieve your goals yes. in New York, man. Yes. What is your favorite book? What is your favorite book? No, your favorite book. My favorite book. You always do this, bro. Whenever I ask you a question, you fucking ask it back to me. <laughs> My favorite book, the first thing that comes to mind is the book called... The Bible. The Holy Bible. The Holy Bible Jesus by Jesus. Christ, my Lord and Savior, <laughs> is what really changed my life. No, The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, you... Oh, wow. That book changed my life. Would you consider yourself like a spiritual person? Yes. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think if I wasn't, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Because I had to adopt a spirituality for getting through lots of different chapters of my life. Yeah. And believing in something more than myself. Maybe we should move to Venice, bro, you know? I feel like we're getting there, bro. We're getting there, right? Let's move to Venice. Let's start like wearing <laughs> uh, like white gowns and like, uh, you know? What is an ideal weekend for you? Oh, okay, an idea, here, here it goes. Ideal weekend for me would be going on a trip with my bromo to a fun new place that I haven't visited, okay. you know? Filming, maybe having a concept, filming a video there or something, you know? Yeah. And in the process of that, I get out of my comfort zone, I learn something, I grow. And then after I'm done filming this video, where like we laugh, we had some fun, we created some fun content for other people to see. Yeah. We, we're on the beach, we're watching the sunset, and then we smash, bro. <laughs> Gay panic. <Yeah. laughs> Gay panic. <laughs> I didn't expect it to go there, and you, you no, took it there. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe that. But no, I mean, um, maybe. but like, who, who would top and who would bottom? Oh wow, we're doing that. Okay, I'm just curious, like, who would it be? Because like, we we go between the masculine and feminine. You just, you just gave me a title and thumbnail. Oh, there we you go. Just gave me there you thumbnail. go. You're welcome. You're oh welcome. my god. Okay, Gosh, realistically, Ta realistically, yeah. Like, if we decided to go that route, who do you think would assume which position? Oh man, so I, I see it both ways, right? Mm -hmm. For me, where this is very new territory and I don't feel comfortable, like, 
I don't feel very confident. Like it, sex in general is a, it's a, a topic in its own where I'm not like 100% like, like it's always been like a little bit linked for me with ang uh, sexual performance anxiety, right? Yeah. With a woman though, I, I, I feel more comfortable, more confident. I know my impulse gonna lead me there. Yeah. With a man, I think there's still gonna be a block, which is why I it I know this sounds weird because we always say like uh oh it's not gay unless you unless you get fucked it's not gay right yeah but I feel like I would maybe even bottom because then it would be more I can just ease into it and kind of relax into the experience yeah. as opposed to initiating it you know yeah it's like bungee jumping right when you do bungee it's like a weird I don't even know whether it's a weird analogy but but when you when you do like um when you do skydiving right. You're like there and this guy does it for you, just like strapped yeah. in, he jumps out for you. Bungee jump, you're standing there and you have to, you you have to initiate and jump off and that's scary. Yeah. So, but maybe after bungee jumping a couple times, it's going to be fine. I yeah. don't fucking know, man. Uh, I don't know yeah. what's going Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not, I really have no clue. Yeah. I really know. What you're saying makes perfect sense because I can see how like... I don't know. But you and your personal life, you would be versatile, you said, right? Yeah, it always depends on the person. Right. It's okay. always dependent on the person. It's never <clears> been just consistent. Maybe we can just scissor. That's what, that's, I think that's, that's it. We should scissor. <laughs> we should bump pussies. <laughs> but, what an answer, okay. Yeah. Great. They're yeah. like, what the fuck was yeah. that answer? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's great. I think the, the okay, batteries are almost running out. Uh, let's do the last, very, very last thing. I, I want to do this thing with everybody who comes on into me uncensored. If, what is one last, one last takeaway or lesson you want to give to the guests? And the battery's almost dying, so you gotta hurry the fuck up. Bro. I just want you to say, do whatever you want to do. You want and them who to cares? say. Who cares? What? So you want them to say? Oh, I, I want you to say it. No, to I want. In your no, life. and I want you to focus because you come on. It's me uncensored, like the first fucking time. So don't fuck this up. You know this podcast is very important to me. I want to make this podcast course. something big, and I want people to watch it and see. There's a yes. certain level of professionalism here. Of you course. Know? And you coming on here and just fucking up all this. Of course. Like the simplest words, just like, it's just frustrating. But yeah. Okay. So on that note, let's start again. Okay. Okay. Take the takeaways: If you're in an abusive relationship, <laughs> <laughs> call for help. <laughs> don't be afraid to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Touche. Touche. Okay. <laughs> so that's the message of this video, guys. Um, that's the first video on It's Me Uncensored with Travis. I'm going to have more guests on this podcast. Let me know what you think about this format here. I'm always open to feedback and criticism, um, but no Just hate. not negative criticism. Just not <laughs> negative. No All right, guys. Uh, subscribe below. I love you. We love you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. 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 Hey mom, um, I'm gonna become a porn star. Are you even remotely bi-curious? And that's a question that came up a lot because people are wondering if I was gonna do gay porn or straight porn in my personal sex life, erotic life, whatever.